sports, and beer, and so much more. Hottest topics on the counter room floor. Bunch of friends just having a blast. Get ready for the Beer Breath Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Beer Breath Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 27th. I am your fill-in host, Dominic, also the executive producer. Uh, Curtis and Mike are not here today. We are four-sixth, or if you're into reducing fractions, we're two-thirds of the Beer Breath Podcast crew. <laughs> so I'm looking around the room here. We've got Trey. What's up, Trey? Nothing, man. Just having a beer. Oh, yeah. Nick? Hey. Hey, Nick. Hey. Back again. Uh, Chef Sam in an undisclosed location. How's it going, Sam? What's up, guys? And we've got a guest in the studio today, Mr. Colin Nichols. Colin Nichols Music. How's it going, bud? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh yeah. So we got a couple- voice. Yeah, he's Sexy got a beautiful voice. voice. Gosh, dang it. So we've got a couple of things on the docket today. Uh, we're going to interview Colin, see what's what he's all about. Uh, we're going to talk about Country Stampede. And we've got a little move coming up here, a little studio move, so we're going to discuss that as well. But before, we got to start every show like we start every show and tap the keg. Trey? Um, today, I had the bright idea. <clears throat> Day off today, so I uh, hit up hit up my good buddy, Nud, and I was like, hey, hey, let's go to the casino before the podcast. You know, that's always a fantastic idea. Sounds like a good time. Got a day off. Let's go so have some fun. Of course, I said yes. <laughs> yeah, naturally. So we take <laughs> off about, I don't know, two. We get there and maybe by three-ish, maybe a little bit before three. Uh, we were leaving by 345, so it was obviously a good trip. Um, miles and miles of uh, of road for uh, a $200 beer. So it was yeah. really good. Good trip. I actually had a better deal than you. I, I spent two hundred dollars, had a beer and a um, and a sandwich. Wow! And I should have. I got and I, fries. I got so, screwed. Yeah, you got scammed. all three of those for two hundred bucks. Pretty yeah. good deal. That's pretty cheap, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good. Blue Moon. Yeah, I spent a couple hundred dollars on beer there. Yeah, but yikes, Nick. Good the same thing. What else is going on? Um, I had one of those episodes this weekend that I usually have every weekend of promising myself that I'm not going to drink. Until at least Tuesday or Wednesday of the following week. This is Sunday when I'm just, you know, got the Sunday scaries. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably not going to drink till Wednesday mm-hmm. or Thursday, man. I, I just can't be doing this. And then, of course, I have a beer on Monday night. One beer turns into four or five. And four or five beers turns into a few whiskey Cokes. And then I'm right back at it. So Very nice. It's a good time. So are you an alcoholic? Uh, my mom thinks I am. So... <laughs> I guess, yeah. You can tell her alcoholics go to meetings, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, right. I don't know if they have any around here, but maybe we all need to go to one. <laughs> yeah. We need to get each other's back here. It's the buddy system. <laughs> Sam, what's been going on? Um, real quick, can I ask you, can I ask Trey, Trey, what did you guys, or Trey and Nick, what did you guys play at the casino? Uh, I sat down and just because I always do when I get there, I play this one slot machine. Uh I don't know exactly how to explain what it is, but uh, didn't do well on it. I left maybe like $15 down on it after like making a little climb back um, and then played blackjack. And it was absolutely roasted by the dealer, dude. I was playing with this old guy. Those old men that are just like a blast. Like some of them are are asses. This guy was so nice. He was a a nice old dude. And we were just chatting the whole time, just getting screwed by the cards. And uh, we both walked away about the same time. I was playing a video poker. I was basically just going in with the mindset. I'm either going to lose 200 bucks or I'm going to win a couple thousand and no in between. So, uh, me and Trey walked in the casino and I didn't see him until we left. Yeah, I, I, went. I literally called Nick. I was like, where are you at? He's like, I'm getting a snack. I'm already out of money. It was like 35 <laughs> minutes after we got there. 
So I think we talked about it last week. Uh, just to touch on that a little bit is we were talking about addictions. We got into toilet paper, whatever you guys claimed that mine was, which was false. But when you go, <laughs> when I go to the c- casino, don't you all like? I don't know if this is just me, but if I win, like let's say I play for an hour, like you guys do, and I win fifty bucks, I don't really like that. Doesn't that's not satisfying? It's something. There's oh, something more thrilling about having amounts of money out there. When you're, in a, um, when you're like, in a I don't really care if I lose hundred or whatever. Like it's, it's just the thrill of mm-hmm. play. Like I don't like the money object doesn't matter as much. So I think that's why I might be in trouble when I go. Right. I'd rather be at the casino for two hours and lose 50 bucks and be there for 10 minutes and win 50 bucks. That's, yeah, that's just, exactly. Maybe that's the sign of a complete fucking degenerate, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn because like, I don't, go to the casino very often and usually because I spend all my money doing other shit so I don't have any gambling money. Um, so winning anything helps me out a lot but I'm in the same like the same state of mind that you know I kind of think of it as a it's a form of entertainment right so if you go in there for an hour and you, you lose 50 bucks like there's a ton of stuff that I could have been doing to, to yeah. spend 50 bucks and not got that much entertainment out of it That's in an right. hour. Um, adrenaline all that good yeah stuff. like going to the fucking movies jesus christ it's 40 dollars to go to the movies anymore um but yeah i'm, I'm the same way 40 dollars for a nap yeah what happens yeah the i fall asleep every time yeah. almost. oh it's a really good movie oh wake up at the end i had one really short stint at the casino and i thought man i thought it was such a great idea i felt like a freaking genius when i was doing it for three days straight i would just go with 40 bucks i'd win 10 or 20 and then i'd go back home then I go, go, win 10 or 20, go back home. <laughs> then I got really, really greedy, and I just lost it all third day. <laughs> so it, uh, it probably all evened out because it took me about 20 minutes to drive out there. It wasn't, it wasn't as genius as I thought it was. <laughs> Casino will get you, man. Yeah. That's Sam, did you have anything else? Yeah, for sure. I was just going to go over the um, dynamic food duels, the polls from last week. So. Oh, yeah. Um, those got pretty heated, especially, so we started with the Chips Ahoy and milk versus Oreos and milk, and, uh, Dom made a somewhat outlandish statement, but Trey agreed with him on Chips Ahoy plus milk. Have you guys looked at the results? Did you get, yeah, you guys know how it Yeah, finished? we got dusted. I think there's some Russian bots that were in on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> not exactly sure what kind of meddling's going on in the Twitter world, but, uh, uh yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not relying on those stats. What are the numbers, though? Final numbers. 68% for Oreos and milk, 32% for chips. Okay, oil. that's wow. better than when I looked at it. It was like... Yeah, it started off 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say it was like <laughs> 78 or 80. And t- until you made like four or five uh, fake uh, yeah. burner <laughs> yeah. accounts. I got a bunch of burner <laughs> accounts going. A bunch of eggs. Bunch of egg on this thing. <laughs> Doug, Dom, Dom 2, <laughs> Doug 3. Doug Douglas. <laughs> that's fine. So the other... Go ahead, sir. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the other one, which was pretty impossible to even choose. I know a lot of us had a hard time choosing because appetizers are amazing. So we had wings and ranch at 52%, mots, sticks, and marinara at 48%. Mm. Squeaked by. That's a tight <laughs> one. Squeaked by. That's the yeah. only poll that I could get behind being that close because that's yeah, a tough one. Yeah. I wouldn't expect it any other way, honestly. I lost a lot could of you- faith. I lost a lot of faith Ch- with the Chips Hoy Oreo, and then I, I gained a little bit back with that one. <laughs> I wish. Can we cut up Trey's statement that he just made? He said that's the only poll he can get behind with a lot of confidence. <laughs> yeah, cut it up. <laughs> cut it up and I use did, that as a drop at some point. I didn't even notice, but yeah, whenever we get the soundboard going, that'll probably be on the soundboard. What's What's Colin got for those duos, real quick? 
Did he hear him? Yeah. Yeah, could you repeat what they what they were again? All right, we got Oreos and milk versus Chips Ahoy or Ridge and milk. Dom tried to explain to us how Chips Ahoy and milk is hands down better than Oreos and milk. Um, so that would be the first one. What do you got? I told – Trey asked me this a couple days ago, and I told him I felt guilty. Like I was stabbing Chips Ahoy in the back, but I just had to go with Oreos. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's enough of Colin for today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Colin will eat absolutely for, anything. Thanks at for coming any on the show. Day, Enjoyed you, Colin. <laughs> yeah, Colin we'll is a garbage disposal, dude. Yeah, I, I can't take a lot that Colin says seriously about food because yeah. the last time he had a snack in front of me, he was eating what the hell were those? It was at the old place, dates or something. Yeah. Is that what they were? You were just munching on dried some dates. dates. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, dried dates. I swear, everything just tastes like sugar. Like. <laughs> Every single bread, <laughs> sauce, dates, whatever, dude. Colin needs to be in a sane asylum, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two polls, right? Well, did you answer the second one? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the second one was mozzarella sticks and uh, wings. Wings. So mozzarella yeah. marinara, wings and ranch or blue cheese, whichever oh, wings. sauce. Wings, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Might be going tonight. I'm excited. All because of the ranch, though, right? You're a big ranch guy. Yeah, I'm a big yeah, ranch, ranch guy. Blue cheese maybe. makes everything better. Oh. Uh, Jeez. Even a Rudy shit sandwich is yeah. better with ranch. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, Nick, Nick made a pretty strong declaration there. Yeah, I could eat anything with a ranch. Uh, well, Rudy took a real fat shit before the podcast, so you probably go out there and we got some ranch upstairs. Yeah, if we got some, some ranch upstairs, I'll, I'll eat it. Cheaper. Right. Yeah. It's dry by now, so you're going to need the ranch at least. <laughs> Christ. Soften it up. Those, those are the only two poles, right? Sam? Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, we did get a lot of interaction um, on the Twitterverse, so we appreciate that. Uh, any interaction you can give us on social media, social media uh, is appreciated, and we look at it all the time. We're always on on the Twitter, Twitter mostly, but uh, our Facebook page as well, Beer Breath Podcast. Uh, we have a Snapchat and an Instagram, Beer Breath Podcast. Gmail account, Beer Breath Podcast at gmail.com if you uh, want to write us a book or whatever. And then, of course, the Twitter, Beer Breath Pcast is our twitter so interact with us tweet at us let us know what you want to hear on the show and all that good stuff but now i think it's time colin is in the studio mm. and we're going to do a little bit of an interview with him put him on the spot yeah let's see what he's all about you guys cool. got some questions nick you want to start us off i'll start us off so actually let's just start here colin okay oh tell us what you're about what what's your thing what uh music was anything anything yeah, anything. yeah so not everybody knows, but Colin, you know, Colin Nichols music. He's got a YouTube channel, right? He's got Twitter, yep. all that stuff, yep. putting some videos out there, doing some of his own singer songwriter jazz, um, a lot more musically inclined than I am, a lot more musically educated than I am. <laughs> got a beautiful voice. You can see, you can hear it on the podcast. Mm. He's might be taking my spot, but <laughs> so what have you been up to music wise? Let's start music wise. Okay. Um, yeah, right now I'm just trying to uh, I'm just trying to get better at songwriting. I'm just trying to make sure that whatever message I'm trying to put out there is is put out in a in a different creative, just kind of my own way. So just trying to get better at that at that craft right there. So you're I want you to say that when I ask you this question, um, I, I, so I'm going to ask you. What is your style of music? And like the answer you should say is the Colin Nichols music style, right? Colin Nichols music style. But it, yeah. So explain <laughs> it to somebody who doesn't know what the Colin Nichols music style is. Man, that is 
That's a tough question because about 99% of the time, I don't even know what style <laughs> I am. I'll, uh, I'll write something that'll kind of feel like a dance tune and then I'll write something that sounds like a country song. And then I'll write something that kind of sounds like a, like a R&B alternative song. And then I'll write a rock song. I don't even, I don't even know where I'm heading. That's what, that's what the world needs though. Cause there's so many people right now that are trying to write songs and they're trying to go for like this certain type of genre more than they just are writing what feels good at, at uh-huh. that. So that's what I, and I know Colin really well. We write songs together and we play together. Mm-hmm. But that's what I've always liked about Colin is he just writes whatever feels good to him at that time. And he's always writing about crazy things I've never even thought about writing about before. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty neat having Colin in the studio just because he's unlike any other. Um, his genre kind of floats back and forth between a lot of different things. And that's something a lot of artists don't do. So it's not trying to fit a mold. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people, exactly. lot of, especially mm-hmm. new artists, are trying to fit a mold, mm-hmm. yep. which is annoying. <laughs> not trying to conform. So are we going to start throwing questions at him? Yeah, I don't know. Why not? Okay. I already threw right. one at him. So so, uh, so, what's your instrument of choice, for those who don't know? Um, I, I choose guitar anytime. I, um, you know, I always get surprised when people tell me, like, I'll, I'll play at an open mic, for instance, and um, I've been playing guitar for about 10 years now, actually 10 years on the dot here in July. You've played every, pretty much every day for like 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every day for 10 years between anywhere from 30 minutes to six hours, just anywhere between that time frame. Um, and, uh, I'll have people at open mics say, yeah, yeah, you know, the guitar was okay, but man, man, your, your song and your voice. And then in the back of my mind, like, should I, is that even a compliment? Like, should I take that? <laughs> Cause I am a guitar player, you know, first and foremost, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I should be rethinking. Let mm-hmm. people like let me know who I am instead of trying to figure out what kind of artist I think I am. On that same topic, so you said ten years of guitar. How long have you been like singing? How long have you been working on songs and stuff like that? Because um, <laughs> probably about, not ten years. No, de- not even close. Yeah. No, probably probably around two. So when how long so when somebody gives you that compliment, you're like, shit. Like, I'm like what? The- <laughs> I've been working on this for 10 years and I've been working on my voice for two years. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel a little bit bad. Like my confidence gets shot down a little bit. Like, man. So I got a quick little statement slash question. Um, my brother and I and Madison, um, could see Colin's potential and, and his voice obviously. And since that's what people are really, uh, what, what really sticks out to people at the open mic and whatever. Um, we took him down to Houston to do the voice. Do you mind telling us a little bit about the voice? And um, obviously, it's it's really tough to make it past the first round. You didn't. Mm-hmm. We obviously thought you should have. But can you just tell us like what that what that did to you? Like how you know how that fire was started to just like I don't know take it to a next level. I mean, mm-hmm. just tell us about like the voice and like what that did to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want everyone to know before I tell the story that. Uh, I am I am under contract not to speak about this, so this just makes this even more. So yeah, yeah, we uh, you know we took a ten what ten to twelve hour trip down there yeah. all in one weekend. Um, I started off the morning. I obviously got zero sleep. I probably slept like two hours. Um, I woke up around four or five in the morning, and I went out and I went out for a run. I did some lunges, did some burpees, did, you know, various exercises, just kind of running around the area that I'm supposed to, 
wait in line to go sing in. Um, and I can kind of see, you know, the line, the, uh, the whole thing took place at the Astros baseball stadium. I can't remember the name of the stadium. Do you guys? Uh, I don't remember. America Park or something? Right next to it. I, yeah, I think so. We were in an Airbnb, like a stone's throw away from this, from this ballpark, but, uh, uh-huh. um, and the line was, the line was probably 80 yards long, not even a football field's worth. Um, excuse me. We, uh, as soon as I got done with my workout, I got in the line right around six. This line had gone all the way to the other <clears> end of the stadium. And by the time another hour had gone by, so 7 a.m., the line had gone all the way around the entire stadium. So there's a line of people dressed in, <laughs> dressed in normal clothes, dressed in like chicken suits, dressed in, <laughs> I mean, women who are obviously not good singers, but decided that they're going to give it a shot and try and flaunt other skills that they have um, <laughs> in bright sparkly gold basically a funny which, farm yeah yeah exactly exactly um, and, <laughs> um, the whole experience can be described in just waiting in lines for this 30 second moment where you have one acapella shot to uh to try and you know give out your best with your voice and acapella um, for those who don't know is literally standing up and just singing no instrument yeah no nothing you're just yep. No instruments, no. no anything behind you, no no metronome, no anything like that. Um, you, uh, I waited for about two hours outside. I waited for about two hours inside. I waited for about an hour and a half inside the baseball stadium in the seats. Um, I waited for about an hour up right outside the door. And then 10 of us went in. We all sang one at a time. There was a, there was a guy, a producer who would sit at a desk with a laptop in front of him. Obviously he had some kind of, um, upper management person speaking to him, you know, kind of telling him like, Hey, that person's good. That person's good. That person's good. Um, and he'll just kind of signal people to stop. He'll just wave his hand up and, uh, wave it, give a down motion when he wants them to stop singing and then they'll stop. And then the next person will go and you got 30 seconds. Ruthless. Wow. Yeah. And he didn't even make eye contact. He just looked at his computer. He'd give the hand signal, then the next person would go. Hand signal, next person would go. Um, I was probably like the eighth or ninth out of ten people. So I heard like <laughs> I heard people who obviously should have been there, and then I heard people who should <laughs> had no business being there whatsoever. Um I uh I gave my 30 seconds. Um I feel like I picked I I thought too hard about it. Obviously, I'm a textbook overthinker. Okay. Um <laughs> And, uh, and I picked a couple songs that I probably shouldn't have. I just, I should have just picked songs that just like, that just went through scales like crazy and they were just loud and boisterous and things like that. Um, once you, once I got done and once everyone else got done, he just said, okay, these people stay and these people leave. And that was the day, you know, it was about seven hours of, of anticipation and build up, And then the climax was about 30 seconds and then you're out of there. And they just shit you right out. Yeah. Yep. And that's it. But so what did that, what did that do to you? Because I mean, obviously the next two nights we went out and partied a little bit. Uh-huh. I remember the ride home. He told, he told us on the ride home, he's like, yeah, I think when I make, when I get home, I'm going to go get my guitar. I'm going to go play the open mic in Topeka. And Colin had never really come out of a show until then. And so that, that was a moment that like really hit me as well and said, holy mm-hmm. shit, you know, I need to come out of my show and start playing live shows and make sure people can, can hear me and stuff. So I assume that kind of lit a fire under you a little bit that you didn't make, make it, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, so that was pretty cool to see. But. Yeah. Yeah. I got a chance to be around a lot of good singers and bad singers. So yeah. I had a chance to experience that and I just knew like nothing was going to be harder than that. 
Like there was mm. just so much freaking buildup going up to that. You're you're about nervous for six seven hours. So it was wow. uh It was it was fun. It was fun, and it was I would never regret it ever ever. That is insane to me because you know I watch. I was just when I I knew he was going down there to do this. I um, knew they were making the trip down there to do this, and all I could think about was watching American Idol, and I watched it a lot as a kid. And you see him come in one at a time. You got Simon Cowell there, like being a dick bag or whatever. Uh, but there's three people there, and they listen to your song, and then they kind of discuss, you know, talk about what they liked, what they didn't like. I didn't realize they were like just herding you through there like cattle. Which with uh, the first round with that many people, I guess I can understand. Yeah, I didn't realize there was yeah. gonna be ten people in there at once. And you're just sitting there waiting. I mean, yeah, yeah, which just made it all the more nerve wracking. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you really, you described it best. It's really just being herded around like cattle, and they're just trying to, <laughs> wow. just trying to weed you out. They're really wow. trying to weed cattle you out. waiting to go into the slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh shit. <laughs> I am the worst about waiting in line, so I would have got to like hour two oh and been like, fuck this. It's a fun I'm trip, everybody. Here. Let's go home. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. out here. Yeah. Okay, uh, I know a little bit about your past, but most people don't. So I'll ask you this: like, what was your exposure to music growing up? You know, some of us had nothing to do with music. Like, I played band a little bit in fifth and sixth, seventh, seventh grade. Like, wh- what did you do growing up around music that you know maybe might have put you in the direction of continuing? That that is an awesome question. I mean, I might as well, I might as well just go way back. Um, so here's a little bit about my past. My brother. Very, very gay. Very gay and very short, too. I'm about 6'5". My brother's like 5'8". Okay, he's literally the exact opposite of me. Um, upstairs in his room at our old house, he used to have uh, Spice Girls and Destiny's Child CDs. And I used to listen to those all the time. Like I would sneak into his room and pop him in the CD player, just listen to Beyonce like wow. for an hour or two. Yeah, and that's Queen how it got started. Yep. Wow, yeah. I've known Colin for a couple of years and I never heard this story. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. What a yeah. great decision to have him on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah. How about an older brother to introduce you to Spice Girls and Destiny's Child? That's right? what I'm Girl. talking about. Hmm. Hell yeah. And TLC. He definitely had TLC CD because I would listen to No Scrubs constantly, just on repeat. <laughs> um, and the, the even funnier, like one of my favorite albums back when I was still a kid in elementary school, um, when my brother was pretty close to moving out of the house, was one of the Kids Bop CDs. And freaking Aaron Carter was on there. And mm. I was I was bumping Aaron Carter. Okay. My dad loves Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Yes. Let's go. My dad loves it. Pete Rabbit gets down on some Aaron Carter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Um, after that, I just took a mean, a hard right turn. And I started listening to really heavy metal. Just like, uh, like I started off with Disturbed and Avenged Sevenfold. And then eventually I got to... Uh, like death metal, like screaming, like you have no idea what. So they're did you saying. like paint your fingernails black and stuff when you came to school and like? <laughs> no, no, I was, no I was pretty close, but uh, okay. wow. but no, I was. That's, I was that, a token Joker that's necklace. A turn. <laughs> that's a turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then as I got into high school and college, I just kind of started <clears throat> evening out a little bit and started listening to a little bit of everything, just hip hop, rock, pop alternative folk just any anything under the sun and then as soon as i met you guys 
Um, you know, I remember, I remember sitting in the dorm room with Trey and Trey would turn on a country song and he'd ask me, okay, who is this? I'd, every single time I'd say, uh, um, Tim McGraw, like every <laughs> single time. And it used to kind of tilt him a little bit. Uh, I got a lot better though. I got a lot better. And, uh, that's where I found my love for country too. So, um, really? nowadays it's just a little bit of everything. Yeah. Very cool. It's awesome. That's awesome. I, I've known you through your music at least for a while now. Now when I met when I met Colin, the dude could sh- absolutely shred on the guitar. We lived in a really small dorm room in Ottawa, the old fashioned one room community bathroom on your floor type thing. We did that for two years. Was that two years we lived in those? Or it was a year. We only lived in one. I think it was a year, yeah. Yeah. It was a year. And so we, we survived that whole conundrum, but uh <laughs> Colin used to just shred. Like he could absolutely like everybody who's in this room has watched him play. He can absolutely shred a guitar, and that's where he talks about where his roots are, his re- his metal roots. Like him playing on a guitar is insane. So when people are <laughs> talking about him as a uh, when people are talking about him as a uh, a singer songwriter and his singing be the the thing that stands out, it's mostly just because he's trying to to play to his voice. His guitar skills are insane. His voice is awesome too, but his guitar skills are next level. Um, so having said that, I've, I've watched you go from a guy who could play the guitar and not sing at the same time to a guy that can do what you're doing now. Um, so with that, you talked about different exposure to music. Who, who would you consider like inspirations from the music scene? Like who, who are people you, you tend to listen to to think, man, I'm going to be like that person. Man, I love that question. Cause I cannot, like, I have so much respect for John Mayer, it's ridiculous. Mm. I, I feel, for some reason, I feel kind of bad about saying that. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know. It's like a, like totally, um, it's totally predictable thing for me to say. But I do respect John Mayer so much because he like, he just he just wrote his own stuff. He did it his own way. He, he was made an amazing it, made guitarist. It happen, made it happen for himself, yep. which is pretty cool. Exactly. It's so cool. Very, very cool. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Bon Iver lately, too. That guy is... I mean, the guy makes his own sounds. Like, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. All right. I got uh, one more question. It's like a two-part question. You can be really short with both if you want. But as a fellow singer-songwriter, people always ask me, how do I go about writing a song? So if you want to take us through how you go about writing a song or you get pissed off one day, a girl messing with you, like, you know, you have just a good day at work, you want to write about happy things. Like you start with a melody, do you start with chord progressions? And then the second part of that question, and it's kind of a different topic is um, like, what are your plans moving forward? Do you want to move to Nashville? Do you want to move to Austin? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to, you know, provide a scene here in Kansas? Like, so you can start with just talking about how you go about writing a song, I suppose. But. Okay. Um, well, first I have to find a feeling. I, I need to paint a picture in my head. I need to find out what, it, what I want this song to feel like and what I want it to be about. Um, after I've done that, I, I just start writing. Like I, I start writing down ideas, whether they're words, I'll, uh, I'll get down and I'll look at all, all the prepositions and pronouns and, um, I'll, I'll just look at random words and just see if like an idea sparks up in my head. I'll get on YouTube and I'll listen to songs like just out of the world stuff like 70s R&B or, you know, like 50s like Elvis or or Johnny Cash or uh, Frank Sinatra. I'll, I'll listen to folk, country. I'll, I'll see if something um, that I can get started on. And then, and then I just write whether it sounds bad or not. And then I'll rewrite it. And then I'll rewrite it. Um, uh, songwriting is just all failure. Like you Good just songs. have to... Good songs are written. Great songs are rewritten. Yeah, yeah. You're the one that told me that. Uh, so, 
That's cool. And you said you were watching a few movies lately and you turned on just the words of the movies. Like that's mm-hmm. how like in depth Colin gets with um, looking for that hook line or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. turn on movies and look for the words in them. You know, it's just so many ways you can find out yeah. what you want to write about. But, yeah. Um, so do you plan on moving anywhere? Are you going to probably stick around here? And um, I know you work at a gym, mm-hmm. but uh, what's uh, what's your plan moving forward with with, I guess, music and your job? Um, I'm a huge believer. I grew up listening to, to people growing up in Topeka, Kansas, just talking about not wanting to be here. Um, you know, just kind of, kind of blaming Topeka for their own issues and for their own problems, which I know Topeka has its issues itself, but I grew up with a generation that, um, that thought that leaving Topeka was a solution. And I'm just, I'm just a believer that, you know, home is where you make it. And, um, you like to see homos naked? You like to see homos naked, Cole? (laughs) And, uh, um, changing, going somewhere else isn't going to change anything. Um, you, uh, you make the environment that you're staying in. So if I'm going to be a good songwriter, I, you know, social media, moving somewhere else, those are, those are good things, but writing a good song, and John Mayer's quoted saying this that if you want to become a good artist, write a good song. It's as simply as that, right? write a song that someone walks up to you and says, Hey, you know, that, that really helped my day like that. That made Mm -hmm. my day better. Thank you for writing that song. Um, so I, I definitely plan on staying here. I plan on just becoming the best artist that I can and seeing where it takes me. Awesome. Well, thanks for making me feel like a piece of shit for moving to Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're an idiot. All right. I got one last question. We'll wrap here up here on our interview with Colin. I got a, a very important question that I think we were all waiting vigorously for the answer for. And on average, how many times do you wipe when you take a shit? <laughs> Topical question. If any of my clients are listening, I apologize in advance. Um, I I am right. I am right on the median. I think right around ten. Sometimes it's three or five. Sometimes, sometimes I gotta. I have to get in a real, real good position, and I gotta. <laughs> And I got a deep clean, like oxy deep clean. Like you're just down your hands and knees, like fuck, it's still like, come on. Like native squat all the way down and I'm feet just behind your head. Crisscross applesauce. Just that's amazing. Upside down, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sticking around and answering all these questions for you. Uh, yeah. for us. We're gonna have Colin stick around for this episode and Friday's episode, because uh, we just like talking to him so much. So, Colin Nichols Music on Twitter? Yep, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, YouTube, and Facebook. I put all my videos up on uh, on all three of those. All three and of those videos ones. going up a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. Putting a I lot have, of videos out there. I have well over 100 songs, and I intend on putting them, putting them all up on social media. So. You have MySpace, by any chance? That's all I use. <laughs> my, I really, do. Okay, good. Really prefer you put your videos space. up on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Please put them on LinkedIn. <laughs> so check them out on all social media platforms. Look at those videos. Um, let him know what you think. He's not going anywhere, so we're going to have him stick around. But we are going to jump into our next topic, uh, and that is Country Stampede. So Country Stampede finished up uh, on Saturday. This past week, and we had a very own our very own singer songwriter that participated on Thursday, Mr. Nick Walsh, in the house. Uh, so, Nick, I would like for you to tell us 
your thoughts on your performance Thursday, that singer songwriter tent, and then you you were there the entire weekend, right? So yep, you can yep, kind of give us yep. a little bit of a a rundown on how the weekend went. It was good. I mean, first and foremost, the weather was good, which always helps. When I played Thursday, it was windy as hell. I played underneath a singer-songwriter tent, and we thought that thing was going to blow down a few times when I was playing. So it was a little bit distracting, but um, all in all, it was a good time. Um, I was playing with two other singer-songwriters from Nashville, and I believe everybody that played in that tent was from Nashville. So it was, I was kind of the outcast and didn't really know everybody that well. But uh, it was great. Played all original songs and uh, had a lot of fun with it. It was a pretty good turnout. Had a lot of friends and family show up. And um, Other than that, the rest of the weekend, I just kind of chilled and drank and uh, got to listen to some of the guys on the main stage and just see how what they do on, on, on the big stage and stuff like that. And got to go up to the campgrounds. And it's, it's amazing how many guys think it's cute to wear – fucking shorty short jeans around <laughs> with no oh shirt on i saw some snapchats it's, and stuff like that they, it looks they, pretty for, brutal. they for some reason think it's country and i don't i don't really understand like i mean i get us dicking around wearing jorts in high school and stuff but i mean i'm talking like ball sack almost hanging out type shorty shorts jean shorts yikes and there's like there's guys wearing this shit and it's just like i don't really get this but it's a different scene for sure there's there's some goobers walking around, let me tell you. Who was your favorite live performance? Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson? Yeah. Cody Johnson. Yeah, dude. Not even a headliner, not even close to it, but he yeah, should really. be, in my opinion. I mean, he played not on the same stage, but right after me, I want to say like 5.30 or 6. I played at 4.30 on Thursday. And, uh, dude, he's he's the GOAT. He's dude, I, incredible. I, we went to spring break. I don't know if it was the year that Colin went with us or not, but we went to spring break and he opened for Casey Donahue band. That's, that's and I was insane. like, that's how long, like <laughs> that's the climb he's been on. Like he's just going huge and he deserves it because he's awesome. But I remember listening to him open and I was like, Jesus, this dude's ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just he's one of those good old boys, you know. That's just like yeah, it's what country he is. What country music's all about, and some of these guys that are headlining, I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about them, oh. but it's like, it's not what country music's all about. Yeah. In my I, I kind of had that, that feeling. So Florida Georgia line was a headliner, right? And they got the fireworks and shit, you know, like, come on. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's not country to me. I respect what they do. I respect the hell out of what they yeah. do. And I know that from stories that I've heard, uh, those guys are like geniuses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, really, yeah. really smart. Um, it's just not a it's not a style of country music that is country to me. Um, but like I said, I respect the hell out of what they do. They sell out everywhere. They sell out arenas, so no. they're doing something right. Um, <laughs> whether yeah. it's for you know sixteen year old girls or whatever, mm. but uh, they're selling out. So, but yeah, so yeah. Sure. Cody Johnson, man. Yeah, I'm sure Colin can agree with me. Like ever since I started songwriting, I've had like a more of an appreciation for guys that I was really ignorant about growing up like um you know florida georgia line and kane brown and stuff like that where i'd you know just talk shit on them because that's what everybody else did but yeah when you actually put in the work and you you're a songwriter um and you have a producer that's producing things you want them to produce 
and you're just going for this certain type of field just to be different and that's what they love how can you talk shit on yeah, yeah what yeah. somebody else what speaks to somebody else you know yeah. so even though i don't think that's 100 percent what country music's all about i can't sit here and talk shit on them yeah uh-huh. gotta respect so, what they do yeah gotta respect what they do anything else any other thoughts on country stampede yeah shenanigans wise is what i want to hear so uh i did read that um i read that the amount of medical attention that was delivered at country stampede was about half of what it was last year and they they blame it on the weather um but i'm not exactly sure was there not enough alcohol being you know passed around out there or what I think there was plenty. A few people made the comments they didn't think there was as many people out there as there was last year. But to be honest, I thought there was a shitload. Yeah. I but, saw a few people getting carted off. Yeah. With alcohol poisoning good, and all that good, good stuff. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all that good stuff. Good for God. them. They'll be, they'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> they'll remember it. Yeah. Just put an IV in them. <laughs> yeah. Because I was looking today. I was like, ah, let's see what the arrest report looked like for that day. Um, and let's see what the medical report looked like. See what the EMS had to say about all that. But yeah, they said it was about half, and they're they're blaming it on the weather. But I don't know. Well, yeah, I feel like it's safer to. So it 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 was half. It was half the medical attention needed. Do you think it was half the amount of people that were there last year? Absolutely not. Okay. No. 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 So so medical attention did go down. So a the weather bit. was better. It, like it wasn't as hot. That what they're thinking? Right. I'm yeah. sure dehydration yeah. would have a lot to do with. Yeah. You just. Yeah. It rained, didn't it? Dying. Didn't it rain on like Wednesday? It always rains. Well, <laughs> Thursday it was sprinkling a little bit when I was getting ready to okay. play. It was sprinkling. Okay, because uh-huh. it stormed here, I think, in Topeka. And there was like 30 mile an hour wind. Yeah, like, Thursday was kind of a shitty day. A fucking mud pit up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe that's what's keeping me from going because I know it's going to be a shit fest. Uh-huh. But I don't know. We just need to get a campsite, quit messing around. Yeah, that's yep. true. That's true. All right, well, we're getting pretty steep on this episode, so um, let's go around and do last call. Colin, this is your favorite part of the episode. You're a fan of the show. You know what's going on here. So your thought from the episode, um, I will start, and I'm going to go back on the point that I didn't realize exactly what the voice was first round, so I'm super glad that Colin was here and shed some light on that. That sounds insane to me. I would have been insanely, you know... uh, what what the word I'm thinking of? What's the word? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Nervous. Anxiety filled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's crazy to me. Nah. Trey. I'll just say I watched Colin. I said it earlier a little bit. I watched Colin go from a guy who could shred on electric guitar to a guy who could play an acoustic guitar, who could play an acoustic guitar and sing, and now he can play an acoustic guitar and sing well. So. It's been quite the progression, and I'm looking forward to watching both you two singer-songwriters in the room progress. It's going to be a fun ride. So, My last call would be um, sort of what Trey just said. Like, if, if, one, if me or Colin or both of us or neither of us make it big, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking awesome looking back and just saying, like, mm-hmm. all this time we put in, like, because we're going to have albums out someday, and... It's like it all started like just around us and our friends, like on the couch. Like we sit on the couch. We just grind. We just grind out songs. We talk about songs. We just fucking grind. And so it's so cool, like as a singer songwriter, just to nobody knows what you go through. So, I mean, it's just, it's a cool, like being a singer songwriter, like I'm, ha- I'm proud to say 
that I gave up football and all that to like to sing and songwrite. It's just it's fucking cool. So <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. Sam, we haven't heard hardly any of you uh, in this episode, and I'm this episode's serious as fuck for some reason. I don't know. We got real serious. It did, yeah. So pull us back here. Get us a okay. little little unhinged. What's what's okay. your final thought? I got you. So <laughs> so I enjoyed the interview just because I don't know a single thing about Colin besides what what Trey or Dom has told me. So on a serious note, I enjoyed it. But by far the most important part was the last question. And Colin is a ten wiper, which is good. It it, it gets more onto my side, so I don't seem as crazy for going up fifteen is my average. And oh, yeah. to know that's ten, unlike some of you other guys were saying two or three, no. which is just absurd. I don't know, like you guys are walking around with stanky bungs, but but I'm glad that uh, that Colin's a ten wiper. That's funny. All right, Colin. Um, I'm going to have to put two last calls out there. First is <laughs> when I heard the, uh, the final result for the wipes, I too was also, I was really relieved. I was like, thank God somebody out there wipes just as much as I do. Cause I was feeling really, I, I was a little bit concerned for a while. Um, and then, and then secondly, um, the fact that I admitted that I listened to Spice Girls TLC and Aaron Carter back when I was a kid, I just... I just uh, have to reflect over that I even remembered that I listened to those to those guys growing up. I'm happy um, that you did. I listen, I, I, I owned the too. Backstreet Boys Millennium tell. album. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, you did. Backstreet yes, Boys Millennium was one of my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> okay. Kids Bop, are you kidding me? We got to okay. to that shit. We got to go back. You guys remember the uh, what the hell were the were they called uh, like clip tunes or clip? What the fuck were they? There were the little tiny little things, and you would get a song oh, yeah. on yep. like a little those. piece of plastic, and you would throw uh-huh. it in there, and you hook your headphones up. I used to ride my 50cc motorcycle around <laughs> with one of those in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to tell us what those are called. I'll probably Google it, but I, somebody's got to know what they are. It's uh-huh. like the predecessor to an iPod or something? Well, not even no, that. It's like, like a. It's like so, inserting a mini VCR into a little fucking yeah, slot. Yeah, and it had one song on it, and you had uh-huh. to, you had like a, you would have to keep like a key ring. A key ring with all these songs All these songs on it. <laughs> oh, what the fuck were These kids called? nowadays don't know. No, don't they don't know, know the struggles. No. I remember yeah, mine, I remember mine only having like part of a song too, but it was a Backstreet Boys song. <laughs> so I got fucking scammed. It was a ringtone. I got scammed. Yeah, it was a ringtone. <laughs> ah, yeah, it was like oh, clips shit. or clip. Clip it, so I don't know what the hell it was. I'm gonna have to look that up, but yeah. I, so I'm glad he talked about some of that. This, <laughs> this 90s pop, I'm loving that. Let's go. All right, well, that is all of our Wednesday episode. It's been a long one, I think. Thanks yeah. for sticking around. Uh, as always, follow us on social media. Follow and call Nichols Music on all social media. He's pushing some videos out. We were glad to have him in the studio, and we're gonna be back on Friday, the 29th, for episode 20. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you then. Dude, I got to piss. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to stop.